WCT after further review as this is one of Frank's favorite songs. Do not listen to him. He is selling you snake oil. We don't sell snake oil, but we provide an entertaining and thought-provoking sports show on 88.3 WXUT. Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And sometimes we provide a life lesson. Ain't that right, Frank? Life lesson, my ass. Don't be a hater. And tune in to AFR Saturday mornings, 11 to 1 on WXUT. Fula. song frank we built this city by who jefferson starship i think it's just starship yeah i've heard of the starship jefferson starship well tomato tomato well <laughs> there's certain songs that's under jefferson starship and then there's some that are under just starship but yeah, this one I, th- I believe in my music library it's under jefferson starship oh okay D- do you build this city is that how you how you feel sometimes like we were at dundee you built up the program with your social media brand in announcing, and then you play the some, Mamba. Some some aspects, yes. Okay. Yeah. And now you're going to do that at Bedford? Well, that's the plan. Okay. Building up that city, huh? So, especially since we, especially since we kind of, we're trying to get a basketball tradition going there. Yeah. And also, happy birthday to Jordan Bowling. Yes. Belated brother birthday yes his birthday was yesterday okay and then jared jansen you show me on his nice television he's got a nice yep. setup in his living room he's got us like on the what is it a 43 looks like yeah it looks some something like that yeah so that's that's pretty good so tell us frank mhsaa talks start with the fall sports and then going into the winter sports as we get the update or is there any more breaking news well i do know that covid testing has been going on this past week for winter and Obviously, I didn't hear of too many positives coming, too many positive tests coming back. So I guess they just wanted to do every check everyone with the rapid testing thing, and it's probably my guess is the rapid testing is probably similar to what I had to do at my job, where you didn't they didn't take the swab and jam it all the way up into your brain, mm-hmm. give you a phlebotomy. A phlebotomy. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, nobody wanted that. So what they, it was it you said is a spit test, right? No. It, or they swab your mouth. They no. They just uh, put the swab about an inch inside both nostrils, mm-hmm. and then they put it in a bottle of solution, and then it comes back fairly quickly. I I do that. I ended up doing it where I work. It was voluntary. I just said, you know what? Uh, it's painless, free. What's gonna hurt? Mm-hmm. And it obviously came back negative for me. Right, negative because here at WXUT, we always use the Lysol. As you notice, we always have a bottle of Lysol and mask in the studio because you know. We don't want to be passing around the Rona. Yeah. So, and now after all that's been uh, taken care of, I do know that practices have resumed for fall. Oh, they're getting, I mean, football, they're getting back at it. Can I ask you a question? How many more games to the state championship do they have for football? Well, football has the regional the regional championships, which will take place a week from today. Okay. Okay, then they'll have the semifinals and finals, so there's three more games. Okay, that's not too bad. Uh, volleyball, I know, has the, I believe they have the quarterfinals, semis, and finals, which they can do that in like three days, in like three, mm-hmm. in three days time. Right, right, right. So, or four days, probably they might just have a day to take a break, rest, all that good stuff. And swimming and diving was the only other one that was supposed to take place. I think they just got finals left in that. 
So swimming and diving is in the fall in Michigan? It's uh, in the winter. Gr- oh, for girls it is. Oh, for girls. I was going to say in the winter. Yeah, boys it's in the winter. Okay, because in Ohio, girls and boys stuff is in the in the winter. So with that being said, now, as you know, when fall sports ends, we go into winter sports. It's kind of unorthodox where uh, even Ohio's had their problems where, you know, the Lucas County order injunction kind of got an injunction in front of it. So the private, the private schools can go back to school basically when they want to. I believe some of the superintendents at the public schools, from what I'm hearing, is going to meet with the Toledo Lucas County uh, Health Department and see if they can start resuming uh, normal activities as far as basically pertaining to sports. But with you guys, you're kind of in the same boat as us. There's only like five to six weeks left in the regular season, and people are at least going to try to get at least 15 games in. Yeah. Now, here, here's what I do know for some winter sports. I know I'm just going to focus on basketball because that's what I'm primarily involved with. Right. I do know that there is a conference. I I can't really specify which one. Mm-hmm. Now, my my biggest beef with this was I think last week I said they only have like six days to from the time you start practicing on the 16th to when games would start, and I'm thinking oh, that's going to really be a cluster bleep. So. Why? Well, because a lot of these school teams didn't have tryouts yet, so you got to cram tryouts, practice for your first game. So can I ask you this? With the, with, the, with the basketball teams, is it like Ohio where you have to give the kids at least two days of tryouts before you make cuts? Um, I do know that we – I do know that uh, the plan at Bedford was for us to do three days. Okay. So Three I th- days. Wow. Yeah. Give everybody I, a fair shot. Hmm. Well, I think that might, that I want to say that may have been due in part to the number of kids we had out for the program, and plus we've got we also have freshmen and JV to deal with as well. Right. So I mean, maybe that's just to. But get. The, the the thing about Bedford though is you got the, the, the you know the nice new court in the main gym, but then you got that auxiliary gym that has a lot of courts. So I mean, you can get you can get a good look of all the kids and everything, and get it oh, done yeah. in two days basically. Let's yeah. face it, you, you know who's good and who's booty. I mean, let's face it, there, there's a lot of probably you know who's general booty out there. So that's from a segment from last week. But let's well, be honest, you probably only need two days to evaluate, to cut kids, maybe another day to see the kids that are on the, the cusp of a JV varsity or freshman JV or whatever it may be. Yeah. Am I right? I mean, yeah. Jordan Bowling could probably uh, chime in if he's still watching because he put thanks, guys. Yeah. So I mean, I, I mean, we'll see. It's or on. even Jared Jansen. You know. I mean, it's probably it's going to be up to Jordan to decide if he wants to do three days or if he wants to do two. Who? So, but anyways, at least uh, in this one conference, their first game is not scheduled until until nine days after practice can resume. So mm-hmm. I mean, that at least. That at least allows some more wiggle room, and I think that I think that's a good thing because you don't have to worry about trying to cram everything in. And if you get a program that's changed coaches, you're probably going to be putting in a different offense, and you get a chance to at least install some new install new plays. And you're probably not you're probably not going to get everything in in those nine days, but at least you're going to get. Stuff in that you can do. It's called the meat and the potatoes. I yeah, mean, you're gonna basically you're going to have to be on rapid speed, and, and you're probably going to have to do a couple of offenses. I kind of, like I said, I mentioned before, it kind of sucks because you're implementing stuff game wise instead of practice wise, and there's going to be a lot of sloppy mistakes out there. But 
hey, we're, the hand we're dealt, and at least the kids get to play. Yeah, I mean, I've said, is this is this the most ideal thing? No, but I'll take this over having only six days. The easiest, I think, is defense. I think you can implement your defense, tell them to hustle and communicate. Now, communication part for kids nowadays is a little difficult. But the, the offense will come, though. And, and you know what? Sometimes when you're a coach and you, you realize this, you could put an offense in in a normal season in November, and it doesn't really start clicking until January. So that that could happen, too. So Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we who knows? We could see a lot that have to... Yeah, and also Jordan does chime in. So yeah, I saw three that. days for us to year one because we aren't familiar with the players. Which, yeah, I, I think that's a good move. And also, mm-hmm. normal situation two would be also. Yeah, two. He said a normal. Yeah, that's how I, I've always seen it. Um, unless you have a really talented class, and it's just like, oh, it's hard to cut some of these guys. So they do a third day. But that's fair though. Jordan's being fair. Three three days because of all the new kids. Yeah. I mean, once we, I think once we get that squared away is when we're gonna probably start. Working on getting some uh, some plays and 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 all that stuff and defense as well. I know that. I mean, I know we'll we'll probably spend a, we're probably gonna spend a little bit more time on defense than most because I know at Dun- when we were at Dundee we did that, especially since uh, Mark Hubbard was our defensive wizard. Basically, defense wins championships. I, I tell people all the time, defense is usually the easiest to, to teach. Is, you know, it, I mean, it? yeah, I mean, it's because because de- defense doesn't really doesn't so much require talent. It require it more so requires effort. Yeah, and, and it, basically, you also when, with defensive drills, you can pick out your your bottom half of your lineup. If they're not giving you much effort and they're not really talented, then that's when you know you need to give them the scissors. But if you get the guys that are really not that talented, but they're giving you a lot of effort on the defensive end of the floor, then you say, okay, this guy's a true team player. He can get a spot on my on my team. That's just how some coaches think. Uh, if Jared is still watching, I'd like to know what he's going to try to do over there at Ida, though. I mean, maybe he might be keeping it hush hush, though. Yeah. So I mean, like I said, in this one conference we got nine days now. I did speak with, I did speak with a player from another conference fairly recently. I got a. You well, should have this up already. I know. It's just, I talk. I talked to him via Snapchat, so I gotta, uh, you gotta give go, me a minute. Gotta go to the snap, huh? Yeah, I gotta pull. I gotta pull this up. So give me a minute. Here we go. Oh, and I. Oh, and I. And of course, I find out that this conference is going to be starting uh, a couple days, days earlier on the on the twenty third. Heard when they'll be opening up, and then I, and then I also found out from this player that they're also going to try and get hit. Tw- they're going to try and get twenty games in, in six weeks, and that's basically I, three games a week. One yeah, couple of weeks, you get four games. I know, and I mean, look, I I expressed this on here last week. I know. I mean, this. I guess this is where my view as a staff member kind of differs from the views of players. What's that? Well, well, my 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 view is if you're 20 games in six weeks. I mean, I said it was going to be a pain in the ass. I said I'd stick. I said I'd stick to just like 14 or 15 to at least give you a little bit of flexibility because in case of. COVID cancellations, you want to reschedule, or in the event where you get snow days, because this is Michigan winter we're dealing with. And Jordan says twenty won't be possible. Now, but somebody's trying to get that NBA schedule in. It'll sound like you're gonna be doing a Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday type of deal. Yeah, because I, 
Yeah. Or Tuesday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, I know one of our on our schedule we have a back to back Saturday and Sunday, but one of them is a special tournament that they do every year for girls teams. Um, but yeah, so th- th- that could be the possibility. Yeah, I mean that. I mean that's why I said just keep stick to fourteen or fifteen. At least allow allow yourself some wiggle room. I know Jordan said twenty won't be possible. Well. <laughs> I do, I do, I do agree with you, Jordan. But I guess some others say, yeah, we still want to get twenty in. Now I do know in Ohio they did change the rule where if you're a student that was wearing a mask six feet apart, but yet someone tested positive in your classroom, now that person doesn't actually have to quarantine. That is a new rule that Dewine came up with. Yeah, exactly. And Jordan also says MHSA won't allow for four games in a week, which I mean that. That's just common sense right there. Hey, you got to get that NBA scheduling. got to teach them young. Also, throw in a shot clock. No, I'm, just I'm just joking. I mean, not to get off subject, but there have been times I have wanted a shot clock in Michigan, and I do know of at least a couple other coaches that wouldn't mind it either. So, Well, you- who's going to run the shot clock? <laughs> yeah, I know. I said, I said that's something that's going to have to get figured out again. But that's just that's so that's another topic Stop for another, another time. Way. Yeah, keep going. All right, so oh, I mean, with this player I talked with, I said uh, he said he still wants to get twenty games, and I said I get players want to play, but seeing it from the perspective of a staff member, that getting twenty games in six weeks is just a pain in the ass logistically. I wouldn't say logistically. I think. Scouting wise, it's hard. I mean, you basically you got to go, you got to get on running, looking at your schedule ahead, and at the beginning of the season, you don't really have a lot of film. And there's people that like to do live scout. You're not going to be able to live scout. It's pretty much going to have to try to watch teams off of YouTube or off the NF, NFHSA or NFHS um, or off a of, uh, Facebook live stream. I mean, yeah. it, basically, it's going to be like AAU season. You come in, we play, we do what we do, you do what we do. We don't match up. And we'll figure it out. Yeah. So well, I mean, and I and I also talked with. Uh, and, and here's what here's what Jared chimed in with. He texted me. He said, Var, "Varsity no trials. Don't need need to make cuts and have a lot of guys back. JV will determine our first ga- game day if they do two or three days of tryouts." Oh, so, so he's already locked up. He's got him a veteran squad already. Yeah, because he don't. Well, because I know he only, Jared only lost one senior starter from last year, mm-hmm. and I, and there was like maybe I believe two or three other seniors that really didn't get to play too much. So mm-hmm. he's gonna, so he's got a good, he's got a bulk of his roster back. So that's that's really a positive for him. I mean, basically, someone that gets their roster back, I mean, they could get off to a good head start. I mean, they already got the continuity already. Is he? Is it any predictions out there where his team might place in their conference or no? We don't know yet. I mean, from everyone I've talked to, it sounds like that Ida could end up being the dark horse in the LCAA. The dark horse, but not the champion. Well, there it's pretty much between them and Blissfield for oh. because you look. I think really after those two, there's kind of a drop off because mm-hmm. because I I know that Colum. I would say Onstead's probably the third best team, but they lost their they lost their point guard, and they also had some other losses too. Mm-hmm. Who, but I think Brad Mask is going to do do a really nice job with those guys. From 
Fourth on down is where it gets kind of murky. Mm, how many teams are in the league? Eight? Eight. Okay. So, I mean, cause, I mean I've heard Columbia Central still be solid. I mean, they did. They lost. A, they lost a couple of guys, but they got some guys back. And then the bo- the bottom the bottom half of the conference is uh, pretty rough. Really, like Alabama versus the bottom of the SEC rough. Yeah. Well, because Clinton's a newcomer into the league and mm. league and that, and I would say that basketball is the only is one of very. Few sports where they're a significant downgrade because mm-hmm. Clinton was not that good in basketball. I mean, Hill, Hillsdale has been Hillsdale is pretty down last year. I know they're very well coached with Brad Felix, but unless he unless he has a lot of talent to work with, don't expect much because so he don't have the horses in the stable. Yeah, well, I think last well last year I believe was a. I want to say the first year that he didn't have a thousand point score on his roster. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Her, her. So, so it should, it should be a pretty interesting. And then, and then between, uh, and then sound, from everyone I talked to, it sounds like Hudson and Dundee are going to be at the bottom of the barrel. Oh, so basically Jordan took off, and now the team just went. Well, from what from people I've talked to, who there's really there's not a lot coming back. Did you guys? Did you have a lot of seniors on Dundee last year? Yeah, we did. We had to. We started five seniors last year. Wow. Okay. Well, maybe, was the JV team good? The JV team was not that good. Oh, so now Dundee is going to have to regroup. Okay. And then, well, Hudson, they were they were at the bottom of the barrel too. Who last year? Although they've got a, they've got. I believe their coach's son is back. He was pretty solid as a freshman last year, mm-hmm. and they got another kid who who came off the bench as a sophomore. He's pretty good, but they did lose a couple of their big guys who could really get buckets. So the ideal situation here is, and you were telling me this off air, basically just play conference games. If you have a eight team, eight teams in your league, you basically get a fourteen game schedule, and you can do that in five. With, Six weeks, actually, you know, seven weeks. You can do that two games a week or a three game week in the conference, and then call it a day. Yeah, because the one conference that I've been looking at, they're kind. It looks like they're doing. You really can do that in five weeks if you do three games a week, where you do Tuesday, Friday, Saturday. You can get your conference schedule done, and that that and that happens a lot in January, especially on the boys' side, where you're going to get two or three weeks where you get a Tuesday, Friday, Saturday. Um, Schedule where Saturday usually is a non-conference game, but if you can do that in five weeks, that you technically can get fourteen, fifteen games in that way. I think that's possible. Yeah, and it's and it's only conference, only in the conference. So you don't have to worry about non-conference games. And it's by the time you get to the halfway point of the conference schedule, then you can really hone in on your scouting as well. Yeah, that would be that probably would be the easier route for a lot of coaches. I'm pretty sure they would agree with me on that one. Uh, and I also talked with uh, Chris Schultz about this, since he's an athletic director. Which has to be a nightmare for him. Well, I told him about this conference that is allowing nine days, and he's like, well, we're limiting the number of games. And I said, well, I think it's more insane to cram 20 games in six weeks. And he's like, like well, summer basketball teams play three games a day and can play 45 in 15 days. I've done it. 20 games in 44 days seems reasonable. I said, well, look. Summer basketball is a lot different. 
Well, it'd be like summer basketball. I like I said, if if you try to cram in the games, it's going to be like summer basketball where you don't have the preparation or the or the, the in depth scouting. It's pretty much you're going to be winging it. Um, but I'd rather not do. It, it, it is what it is. I mean, you're going to have to as a coach, you're going to pick and choose during the week. You're going to look at your three games ahead and what are your two most important games. And let's face it. Sometimes as a coach, there's certain teams you know that you got the win in the bag, so you're probably not going to scout that team as much as the other teams. I mean, that's just what it is. Now, for some coaches, I'm going to feel sorry for if you come out the gate and you got three or four powerhouses right on your schedule, then that's going to probably suck for you. Yeah, and uh, and of course, see, uh, Chris also told me scouting has no bearing on anything with kids being able to play basketball. He says, I know teams that don't scout and win 20 games a year, all they scout all all the time and rarely mm-hmm. win. Well, I think that's that's that, more that's, of a reflection on how well that your team is coached. I think that's a reflection of how much talent you have. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I will disagree with Chris Schultz because, for one, let's face it, you got an eight-team league. And in some years, there's some teams that are just very dominant. Well, no, you don't really have to scout. You can just roll the ball out there. Then you have the the, the crappiest team where, yeah, if you do some scouting, you're probably not going to win. But then you have the people that are in between there, two through seven or two through six, where if you want to get a competitive edge, you have to scout. You, you just have to. Because I'll tell you this right now as a coach, I could have an eighth-place team, and they could be bad, and they could probably get blown out in some games. But I'll tell you this, a lot of the teams that I've coached, when I've gone back and had time to prepare and scout the second time around, we played the other team, yes, we might have lost, but the game was competitive, and I kept the team in the game to be, have a chance to win. And yeah. all coaches will tell you that. So, no, Chris, it's not just, oh, well, no, teams don't scout. Yeah, the, the, those are the anomalies. He's talking about in an eight-team conference where one or two teams can do that, where no matter what they do, they're going to lose or they're going to win, and it doesn't matter. But that's also an anomaly on certain years. Now, majority of the time, especially in a lot of good deep conferences, you got to do scouting. The coaching in the scouting and putting the players in the right position is going to help you win ball games, especially also in the tournament. Well, that's very true for the conference that we're in the SEC Red because there's a lot of good teams there, and it's the toughest conference, conference in the right. state of you, Michigan. But everybody's beating up to, on each not other. Not to cut you off, uh, Travis Pant says he would like to call in. Do you want me to just tell him to call you? Uh, what, what does he want to talk about? I mean, we're probably just talk. I'd just like to get his thoughts on. Uh, on the whole uh, resumption of winter sports, so I'll well, I'll get we'll do on. this. We'll do. We'll take a commercial break, and then we'll put Travis on the line and keep talking about this and get his because he was supposed to call in a couple of weeks ago, wasn't he? Yeah. And also, you got to remember, David the Man of God Harris is supposed to be calling in as well. Uh, but we'll take a quick commercial break here on eighty-eight point three WHTs. After further review, we'll continue with um, some of this winter sports stuff and about basketball. Like I said, I, I kind of believe. You know, uh, Chris Schultz has somewhat of a point, but you ask any coach, you know, you want to go in prepared. You never want to look silly because if you don't, if you're not prepared and you get your doors blown off, that could change the season for a lot of teams. You can start to lose kids and then you get parents grumbling. So, hey, but, you know, those are just my experiences. Maybe Jared and, and, and Jordan chime in as coaches what they think as well. Anyway, it was in the 88.3 WGTs. After further review, we're building this segment day by day, brick by brick. Travis Pant will be on the phone line on the next segment. 
Make sure you always listen to us on iTunes and on SoundCloud. We'll be back after this.